This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about Mike Shanahan and how he's going to approach the offense. Will Mike Zimmer come to Washington as the next defensive coordinator? The draft picks for next year. Russ Grimm, could he go to the hall? And much, much more. Live with Aaron Joshua John! Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yellow cake. (laughs) Slappy. Man. Postseason, Redskins aren't in it. Yellow. Well, there's a big postseason. Wild cards. I don't know if anybody's been watching these games, but how about those uh, Arizona Cardinals? Um, yeah, that was a defensive battle, wasn't it? Man, that game. How about what's his name? Rackers missing that field goal. I was saying before the podcast, he needs to go buy that guy a steak. Rackers that made that that made that fumbleception recovery. Rackers gets my rack in the balls award for that game. Man. <laughs> Every time I see that guy's name or I hear it, I think of this professor that we had back in college, and his name was Rudy Zarzar, as in he was the only uh, professor that supported Iraq during the first Gulf War, and he was one of those guys <laughs> that would go out there. Yeah, I'm not kidding. And he was one of those guys that would, he would call roll, and he would be like. Molisette McSherry <laughs> and he would go through the thing and there was one guy in there named Colin Rackley and he would always be like Rackley <laughs> and every time I see Neil, Neil Rackers I'm always like Rackers <laughs> Rackley nice. he had this huge turban yep I'll tell you who was it Troy Aikman was um, Rackley was uh, commentating that game and and it was really annoying, like right in the middle of it. I forget who he was talking about. He's like, they're going to have to go and play the Dallas Cow- the red hot Dallas Cowboys. He actually stopped mid sentence so he could go back and add Dude. red hot from the Dallas Cowboys. Red hot. Are you sure it wasn't Joe Yuck that said that? I thought it was Troy Aikman, dude. Hey. So, yeah, I, I I believe you, but I mean, just you know, usually Troy Aikman is able to control himself when it comes to his his love of the Dallas Cowboys. Joe Yuck, not so much. That sounds like something Joe Yuck would just like let vomit right out of his mouth <laughs> because he he just can't control himself because he loves the Cowboys so much. The red juicy well, I thought, hot. You know, I thought it might have been Joe Dallas Buck, but Cowboys. you know, their their voices are are pretty distinctly different. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was uh, Troy Aikman. Now I'll have to go back and and, uh, listen to it on the TiVo again. Hey, dude. You know what it is. You know what it is is now that the Cowboys have actually won their first post-game game game, or post-season game um, in, what, 13 years or something like that, that now Troy Aikman is all, like, full of himself and his Cowboys pride is coming out for the first time since, like, the mid-'90s since he retired. Well, I guess since the late 90s, early 2000s. Since he was forced into retirement. So basically he's coming out as a uh, (laughs) – He's coming out as your basic uh, fair weather fan. Dude, um, I believe he retired in like 02 or 03 whenever LeVar Arrington ended his career. Mr. Nichols. That's what I said when he was forced into retirement. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't right. hear you over my loud booming. My loud booming voice. All right. One thing I have decided, and I made this clear to John yesterday. My new most hated cowboy is none other than Miles Austin. <laughs> Dude, you hate 
Miles Austin. Like, with a passion. Aaron hates this guy. And, I mean, <laughs> the guy, the guy has come out. He's an undrafted player. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's pretty cool that he's doing what he's doing, except for that it's on the Cowboys. But you hate him, I think, partially because he looks like A-Fraud. <laughs> he looks like A-Rod, and um, I can't stand the Yankees either. So um, that just plays against him. And you just and, hate him because he's doing well for the Cowboys as well. So, I mean, why, that's understandable. Yeah. You can, you can hate him because he's a Cowboy, dude, but you can't hate him because he looks like somebody. Why not? Seriously. Because <laughs> um, why you gotta hate? Why you gotta hate somebody because of the way they look? I don't understand Seriously. your logic behind that. Like, why would I hate someone because they play for a professional football team, but not because they like what they look like someone? Because as they're playing for a team that we dislike very severely. <laughs> but, no, I hate them. There's there's no dislike about it. it Cowboys <laughs> equals. Oh, there you go. Oh, but man. because of the way they look, it's like if I said, dude, I hate you. You have brown hair. Seriously. <laughs> um, We've no, been dude, through this. Civil I think, rights. I, think I have to side with Aaron on this one. I think the fact that he looks like a fraud um, does, does, you know, I don't hate the guy. Well, I hate him because he's a cowboy. But uh, I think the fact that he looks like uh, Alex Rodriguez <laughs> of the New York Yankees, for clarification. I don't care. You, you can I hate him, but I got to say, <clears throat> I got to say, if Mike Shanahan called him up and coaxed him over to the Redskins, I would say we, I'd take him in an instant. I wouldn't. Once a cowboy, no more Cowboys. Always a Cowboy. Yeah. I'm just saying. I wouldn't uh-huh. take him. Jim Zorn was a Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Once Sean cowboy, Sweezum was a Cowboy. cowboy. Sean Sweezum is right. a cowboy. Well, yeah, yeah, Deion a Sanders guy. is a cowboy. Yeah, truly. I think it was uh, Rudy Trip- Ruby Tripper on our website putting in the chat box. She said this evening, I swear to God, if Sweezum gets a Super Bowl ring, I'm done with the NFL. Right. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that just... Wouldn't that just figure? Man. I'm done. Dude, I don't That's think right, you have to worry about that. Yeah, they've got to go to to uh, Minnesota and play up there. So we'll see how that ends up with old man Favre. <laughs> Favre. Old man Favre. Old He's man a... Favre. Oldest starting quarterback ever in the game. Also, that uh, red hot, that game tonight, the uh, Arizona Cardinals game, highest scoring game ever for postseason. Good God, that in was that that game was like the the. I was going to say Paul Tagliabue. That was Roger Goodell's, like, dream game for the NFL after all these horrible games that were all debacles over the whole weekend. And then you have this offensive shootout that's just exciting, back and forth, touchdown, 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 touchdown. I mean, that that's, that's exactly what Roger Goodell wants the NFL to look like. He wants it to be all passing, no running, and no defense. That's all he wants. Well, he's not going to get it on that note. Um, that's a good segue into this. Um, articles this week, I've seen multiple ones now with this one that you sent me, yeah. are pointing to the fact that Shannon Hand will probably... Wait, who? Shanahan. Mike Shanahan? Oh, you told me not to play it because people were getting no, sick no, of Josh it. Josh said not to play it. I said we need to play it once every week because it's his theme music. All right. Just like we did you with play it once. Play it for like two seconds. That's, that's plenty. All right. 
Shanahan. <laughs> Josh is a hater. He does not like this music. Yeah, what do you have against the Irish people, dude? Nothing, dude. I, you know, I have an <laughs> Irish background. I have some Irish descent. Okay. I am from that. <laughs> I am from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from that. Okay. Yeah, dude, that, that, that's our Shanahan music. Don't worry, we're not going to play it anymore. Okay. No, no, we'll play today. it once a week. We won't, we won't play it anymore today. Moving. Right. Go ahead. Can Go I ahead. finish? Can I finish? There. I'm you finished. can. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not finished. <laughs> Shanahan is going to, just like the old school days, be committed to the run, according to various articles and people around the NFL that know him well. Therefore, if there's one thing that Shanahan is known for, it's taking running backs late in the draft and making them stars that run for over a thousand yards. Um, I, I I read the article and some of the names came back to me. I remember people like Tatum Bell, who was the draft pick, the, the second round draft pick that went with Champ Bailey. That's who they picked. He had a couple thousand yard seasons. Um, of course, Clinton Portis, Terrell Davis, um, um, Ruben Jones. I think he was the guy that was in the Marines for a couple years. No, that was Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson was in the Marines for a couple of years, and then he joined the NFL. Um, he's really good at doing that and having those like slightly lighter, slightly faster offensive lines, not the huge beasts that we're used to in the NFC East, but slightly smaller guys that can zone block and cut block, as people, a lot of people know. They're known for being kind of sort of dirty with the way they block. Um, and just that, that one lane, you know, they open up that lane and it's the, the go and one cut and the running back's gone kind of deal. Shanahan really loves to do that, running the ball to open up the pass. And it's not the counter-tray type of running that we're used to here. Um, and I think it's going to be very interesting if he has the chance to build an offensive line, <laughs> any offensive line, but if he has the chance to build an offensive line that is the the the, the zone-blocking, lighter, and more nimble type of line that he is used to, how they're going to fare in the NFC East, especially later in the season and late in games. Yeah, and you kind of alluded to this point right here, that Shanahan, like us, understands that you run can the take... Ball. That almost, you know, any running back can run behind a good offensive line, and that is where our focus should be going in to the draft like a broken record like we are saying that every year. Hopefully he'll have the same mindset, and it sounds like he will. Yay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we were alluding to the games that have been this weekend, and of course the offensive firepower that happened in the, the game in Arizona with Green Bay. There was like no defense and it was throwing the ball all over the place. Um, the, the you know, Arizona because they're built that way and Green Bay out of necessity after falling behind. But if you look at one of the games Saturday, from what I understand, um, I've been told that the Ravens ran the hell out of the ball because I think they had three running touchdowns and they weren't like short yardage ones. They were running all over the place. So they, they And the Ravens traditionally don't rely on the pass very much. They're very much a run-first offense. Wait, so, didn't the Ravens play today? Yesterday. I, I thought the Ravens played the Patriots. What yeah, they did. Today? They played the Patriots today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was today. Yeah. Oh, Last yeah. night was the Eagles the and, the, and the boys. What was the one before the Eagles and the boys? The Jets and the... Uh, 
Oh, the Bengals. Jets and the Bengals. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was thinking about the Ravens. That I, I don't know the guys. I guess McLean and and all those guys and Willis McGahee. Just they they run the ball a lot. So you know, I I think we're really getting into a point where you either have super pass happy teams or you're going to have teams like Baltimore that are going to be super run happy and hopefully. The Redskins will well. Hopefully, the Redskins will be good at something on offense. Is all I got to say. Sounds good. That's to me. it. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. And um, let me see here. What about the rumors going around about Mike Shanahan's staff that he is putting together at the moment? Um, I heard that Joe Bugle and was going to retire, but then I didn't hear anything else. Also heard that um, Greg Blosh was going to retire and then didn't hear anything else. So, um, Mike Zimmer yeah, it is the rumor. Kinda like people, it sounds like a lot. It, there's really nothing going on right now um, in front of everything. Everything's happening behind the scenes. There isn't any news. There aren't any cuts on the staff yet. But, uh, Aaron, you were getting ready to say that Mike Zimmer, the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati. Yeah, apparently. The article that I read said that um, the Redskins may be targeting him to come in as the defensive coordinator. And uh, the Bengals apparently want him back, and I don't know what's going on with that. They haven't re-signed him or anything. So we'll see what happens in this upcoming week. We'll probably hear more about that. Lots of rumors. Um, Josh, there was a rumor you heard about uh, the Z-Man that you wanted to bring up very badly. Yeah, well, I not that I wanted to bring it up badly, but it was kind of all over the internet <laughs> today. I mean, uh, Jim Jim Zorn was uh, apparently, supposedly, <laughs> I should say. I'm sorry. Who am I, Aaron? Supposedly, Jim Zorn is talking to the Bears about becoming their offensive coordinator or uh, quarterbacks coach. But or, again, unconfirmed. He may be more suited to quarterbacks coach. In my I would opinion. say so. His play calling, yes. you know, you know, he doesn't have a very good uh, resume as far as that goes. His play, he play, yeah, his play calling is idiotic. Anyway, uh, good luck to Jim Zorn. Maybe he'll catch on there, kind of like Archuleta did. <laughs> and maybe Brandon we could have traded Jim Zorn to the Bears and see if we could have gotten something for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have got Adam Archuleta back. Hey, we, we could have got a draft pick, which leads us into the next topic for episode 199 here at com, home of the original Redskins fans podcast. And it's the uh, draft. Talking about the draft. And apparently the Redskins have the fourth overall pick in the first round, but not in the second. They are flip-flopping picks with the Chiefs. Who beat the Redskins, but apparently, since the Redskins played a stronger schedule, they, um, what, tied to have the fourth worst team in the league? Is that how it goes? I I, I don't understand that. That's so bizarre. It it seems to me, and I I have a feeling that, that most people listening will agree, that if two teams finish with the same record, in this case 4 and 12, and one team beat the other team, um, say the Chiefs beat the Redskins, uh, the Redskins should have the higher draft pick all the way down the board, uh, all the way through the rounds. That would put the Redskins at fourth worst in the NFL and the Chiefs at fifth worst in the NFL because of that. 
but apparently that's not the deal. So what I've been uh what I've seen is that in the first round the Redskins will pick fourth and the Chiefs will pick fifth. In the second round the Redskins will pick fifth and the Chiefs will pick fourth and it will go all the way flip flopping back and forth like that um, all the way through the seventh round seven rounds. Except of course. The Redskins don't have a third round or a sixth round pick coming up this year. Yeah, but I still think that Jeremy Jarman pickup was a good pickup for that third round. Yeah. Except he's it's, injured it's, now. So it's the Redskins have a first, second, fourth, fifth, and seventh round, and this is before all the compensation picks come out. Um I Yeah, that third rounder that the Redskins burned to get Jeremy Jarman, once he recovers from his uh ACL or MCL or whichever MC whichever C L it was that he uh tore or multiple ones they tore in his knee um he's not going to be able to play until maybe the end of next season so he's going to be a long-term project which is fine apparently that's the way the redskins are finally going to start thinking about things but yeah aaron you're exactly right burning that third round pick on uh jeremy jarman i think was a really good choice the sixth rounder going to miami for jason in part of the jason taylor trade is uh well is vinnie serrato's doing and he's gone Gone. He still knows in the back of his mind, though, you know, like how many how many picks he made when and what he traded for him. They're going to be calling him for years, I'm sure. Yeah. What was that deal? What was that deal you made? They'll be calling him in ten years. What was that deal you made for this year's pick in the third round back in nineteen, you know, ninety nine, two thousand and four, whatever. He'll be like, I don't two know. Two hot dogs and a nacho. He was like, I don't know. I was over at uh, University of Maryland watching their practice. I can't really remember what happened. Man, they have lots of undrafted great rookies there. So anyway, I was going. I was combing the waiver wire for my uh, former first round pick fetish. <laughs> oh man, combing the waiver wire. So anyway, oh, that's the deal with the uh, the draft coming up. We had the fourth pick in the first round, the fifth pick in the second round, and then back and forth, so forth and so on as it goes through. Of course, you know, there's no pick in the third. Whoever's got that third-round pick, oh, no, they just don't have it. I guess it just goes from second pick to fourth. And then the sixth rounder, wherever it is in place, will be Miami's pick instead. So, there you go. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, with that being said, it's time to take a break uh, here at Harry Hook Football. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a possible Redskin once again being inducted to the Hall of Fame. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at harryhogfootball.com and redskinsbook.com. All right, we're back. John, you back from the pot? Ah, man. Hello, 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 Redskins fans. Hello, Redskins fans. Welcome back. Like we mentioned before the break, 
your dog and mine, Russ Grimm, speaking of offensive linemen, is once again in the final 15. Can't the fans vote this year or something? Should we go and do that? No, that whole thing, let me tell you what this whole fans are voting for the Hall of Fame is a big load of BS. They're like, go to VanHusen.com, which is one of those men's brands that you can buy at JCPenney, which is a department store, for those of you who don't know what that is. Uh, Van Heusen, they, they, VanHusen.com with this whole vote for the Hall of Fame, and they're still saying it on ESPN Radio like every day. Get your voice heard for voting for the Hall of Fame. It's all a bunch of crap. All it is is you go on there and you vote, and it has absolutely no bearing whatsoever on the voting for the Hall of Fame. It's just an opinion poll, basically. Okay, so we won't waste our time going to those sites, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. They try to make it sound like you make a difference, and you don't at all. And the number one person on there, by the way, as of a few days ago, who should be in the Hall of Fame and who did not make the Final 15, is punter Ray Guy. Sweet. Ray Guy. Where's Russ Grimfall in the Van Heusen poll? <laughs> I don't remember him being I don't remember him being in the uh in the top twenty on the Van Heusen poll when I looked. I do remember Joe Theismann being in the top ten. Um but I guess Russ Grimm isn't the kind of guy that would wear Van Heusen. Interesting. Very interesting. So yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. What is that noise? I don't know. Josh, is that you? We we've got a caller calling into the studio, but uh It sounds like Morse code up. in the background. Worst code. Why don't you answer it if it's a caller, man? No, I think it's actually, it actually may be Tom calling in with the trivia, so I'm going to let him go ahead and uh, record it. All right. Uh, go ahead and do that. So, yeah. Um, record it on there. What is up with uh, the, um, you know, football players that are on the uh, fence of getting into the Hall of Fame, and then they become sportscasters and somehow end up getting in? Is it because pe- people see them week in and week out? Hmm. I, it, it, they're putting themselves out there. Well, remember who votes on the Hall of Fame are reporters. Mm-hmm. So I guess once they try to get into that fraternity, then they were able. Then people are able to uh, kind of make their way in because of that. I guess I don't know. Um, we know Chris Carter is. It's a chance he may. I think Chris Carter's probably going to hang out for a few more years um, uh-huh. before he makes it in, which I think is fine. He never won a Super Bowl. Um. But, you know, Russ Grimm, I was thinking about this watching the Packers game today. And they've got that, that Zimmerman linebacker rookie who is a huge, he has a huge pedigree with the NFL. Um, with, I think his dad and his uncle, one of, either his dad or his uncle was that guy, uh, Zimmerman that was an offensive lineman for the Broncos, Mike Shanahan, um, who went to the Hall of Fame the same year with Daryl Green and Art Monk. Um, great, gave the best speech, I thought, at the Hall of Fame. It was short, it was succinct. Um, he was just like, you know, it's, I'm here, but it's, I'm really the whole entire offensive line should be here with me. And that's the point I'm trying to make. There is not a single hog in the offensive line. All right. In the hall of fame, there's not a single hog and single offensive lineman from that era in the hall of fame for the Redskins and Russ Grimm getting in if, and I think when he finally does, it's going to be, I mean, that's basically going to be the Hogs getting into the Hall of Fame. That's kind of how it ends up working. You don't usually hear about more than one offensive lineman from a team from a specific time period making it in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm screaming? You hear, you hear me screaming. Hopefully so I think, Russ will I think get Russ in. Russ That'd be sweet. Good. I think he's got a good shot this year. I think he really does. 
if he gets in, we might have to we take another trip. Monk had a great shot all those years, and look what happened. Yeah, thanks, Peter King. Yeah, and Peter King, Peter King, and, and Bruce Rader are both on like the super hate list for being complete morons and idiots. I think we're going to call this episode the hate episode. Yeah, I don't know why. I think I think it's because we're all a little bit pissed off because the playoffs are on and the Redskins aren't in them again, and the damn Cowboys won. And then you got to see Miles Austin tearing it up. <laughs> my my Miles. So okay. Uh, Speaking of, so, uh, you know, former NFL people breaking into broadcasting, our dog Joe Gibbs uh, actually called a game on Saturday. And I watched about five minutes of it and heard him make some comment. But I saw an article, probably written by a cowboy, that said he didn't know what he was doing in the booth. So, I don't know. Did you guys see I that I read game? the same article. I, I It sounded like they were saying, I don't think they were questioning his knowledge. They were questioning the fact that he was in there. They just kind of threw him in to a playoff game, a nationally televised playoff game. And he really didn't. He doesn't have a lot of experience or almost any at all ever calling games like that. So it was. What just game was like, it? What game did he call? The Jets Bengals yeah. game. Oh, and so, no one cares about that anyway, so I guess it was okay. Yeah. Was um, it the Jets Bengals? Is that what he called? Yeah. It was the Jets Bengals game, yeah. Uh, I didn't catch that game. It, it was him and it was, it was Gibbs and Theisman and some other guy. Tom Hammond. And they were saying. Yeah, and they were saying Thais talked the whole time, kind of like I do, and Gibbs hardly said a word. Interesting. I, what I well, I tuned in for five minutes and I heard him talking. So, yeah, huh. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, I think the whole thing is that he uh, he didn't have a lot of experience, so he had a lot of time, had a lot of trouble with like picking up his cues and and putting his opinion out there, which is the exact opposite of Thaisman because we all know that he he is. He probably thought, likes to talk more than almost anybody, like ever in the history of the world, <laughs> except for John. Except for, except John. for me. And, I already alluded to that, though. And the reason Dude, why this that. is on the podcast, us bringing this up, is because it was a pretty quiet week in Redskins camp. We didn't really hear much news. I thought we'd be. I thought we'd be hearing a lot more about, you know, Cut! the supporting staff and stuff of that nature, but we just haven't. Right, dudes. Speaking of former Redskins who are now broadcasters, you know, and we've already mentioned them once in this episode, you know, LeVar Arrington has his own radio show mean? now. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, we? Okay, I mentioned him. Um, <laughs> he has his own radio show now. And, uh, you know, he opened a restaurant like a year ago. And it's red hot. In, yeah, called Sideline in uh, Largo. And basically... Uh, it's it's closed. It's done. It yeah, is no more. Cut. Yeah, and I mean that that's about that news is a couple of weeks old, really. But I don't I don't remember anybody really mentioning it. Wait, it's called um, it was called sidelined, as in when he hit Troy Aikman and sidelined him for life. <laughs> uh, not past the NFL tense career forever. It, it's it was it's describing the uh, the uh, the noun, not the verb. Uh, ah. uh. Um. Anyway, yeah. Apparently, uh, they went bankrupt. They filed for bankruptcy back in June, and uh, like all the employees showed up to work one day. And when they showed up to work, they were moving trucks, and everybody was hauling all the furniture and stuff out of there. Oh wow, that's too so, bad. 
Interesting. That's too bad, it's a but it's not surprising if you think about it. I, I, I think I saw a stat once that, and I could be totally making this up, but something like between 80 and 90% of all restaurants across just in America, roughly 80 to 90% of restaurants fail just because it's such a hard business to get going. It's and, the economy, dude. To be successful. I guess to be successful, to be profitable is, is, is what yeah. I saw. And this was supposedly like a really upscale kind of glitzy restaurant and sports bar. But uh, he was like, apparently they were saying it was like $5.5 million in the hole. Man. Uh, 5.5 5. 5 million in liabilities. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. For a restaurant. Yeah, if you're if you're thinking about opening a business, there are many more businesses out there that you'd have much higher percentage of having success than if you open a restaurant. Yeah, or set up a laundromat. Those are really bad ideas. Like set up a laundromat or a car wash; those are pretty safe bets. Auto dealership, especially in this economy. Okay, I want to back up to Russ Grimm really quick because we didn't talk about we didn't finish off on that topic. Um, The voting for the Hall of Fame it is down to the final fifteen, and then they start whittling that down. Um, I think it's it's February sixth. It's the day before the Super Bowl usually when they do that, and that is when they will take the final fifteen, and they'll usually whittle that down to like nine, and then a little bit more. And I think they have to elect between three and seven. It's not like baseball which some of you guys have probably just been hearing about the baseball Hall of Fame elections. You have to get 75% of the vote for that, and it can be no one gets elected or a bunch of people. I don't know if they have a cap, but for the football Hall of Fame, it's between three and seven people. And they do this weird whittle-down thing. It'll be like 15, and then they'll be like, now we're going to cut it down to nine. And then it's kind of weird how they do it. They just kind of chop off a couple people at a time until they're done. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Anyway, we'll know more about that right before the Super Bowl. That's when we'll uh, we'll revisit that topic. So good luck to Russ Grimm. We might be making another trip out to Canton. For Brother Russ! Yeah. Brother Grimm. Right <laughs> All right. Um, do we have a Tom's Trivia, Josh? Was that him on the line? We do indeed. We have a Tom's Trivia. Excellent. Wow. So we haven't heard it yet as it's been called in as we were doing the show. But we'll plop it in right here in post-production. Here it is. Tom's Trivia. Hey, guys. It's another episode of Tom's Trivia here. This one after that thrilling uh, Arizona Green Bay game. Um, Surprisingly enough, I sent my brother a text when it was 38-31. And I said, someone's winning this game 51-45 in overtime. And then when the overtime started, he sent me a message, or during the coin toss, sent me a message. And he said, with a defense for three hours, uh, he thinks that, that a defense would score the winning points. So apparently we know what we're talking about occasionally. Um, all right. Well, last week's trivia question was in response to the Jason Campbell to Malcolm Kelly 84-yard pass that did not end up in the touchdown at San Diego last weekend. And the question was, what was the last time, what was the the longest pass in Redskins history not to end up in a touchdown? I wasn't sure if the Malcolm Kelly one was the record, and if it was, what's the second one? And if it wasn't the record, what's the longest? Uh, Apparently, this is a much harder question than um, really anybody uh, 
wanted to be able to try and get an answer to. It was um, no one getting the correct answer. I had a couple people with guesses, um, but I think they just looked up the longest pass of the year and they didn't bother to check whether it was a touchdown. And pretty much every case they checked, it was a touchdown. So I get a point. I stumped you, so I get a point. Um, some of you may have gotten a recent one, not the right answer, but there's a recent one from 2006 against Houston in week three when Clinton Portis caught a 74-yard pass that almost ended up in a touchdown but did not. Um, I went further back, and I found one from 1983, Alvin Garrett, when he played Detroit in the playoffs, had three touchdown catches, but during the regular season he played them also and had an equal to Malcolm Kelly 84-yard pass that did not end up in a touchdown. Um, I went as far back as the late 60s. I couldn't find it. It becomes a lot harder. It's easy to find the longest pass of the year. It becomes a lot harder to determine whether or not that end was a touchdown or not. So if there's something before, like, 1970, you know, all the power to you if you can find it. But I stopped in 1970. I, I gave up. It was too difficult to try and prove. So the answer would then be Alvin Garrett uh, from 1983 against the Detroit Lions. He had an 84-yard pass, just like uh, – that must have been from Fison. Uh Much like the uh, Campbell to Kelly play from last weekend. All right. Well, uh, tough couple of questions here because the Redskins didn't play. But there was a uh, stat pointed out today when the Ravens beat the um, Ravens beat the Patriots, and it had been like thirteen thousand days. Since the Ravens, since the Patriots lost at home in the playoffs, it's like 1978 against Bum Phillips and the uh, um, and the uh, Houston Oilers came into New England, the old Foxborough Stadium, and beat the Patriots. So my question is, how many days since as of today? Today is the podcast of the Patriots Ravens game and the Cardinals Packers game. How many days has it been since the Redskins lost a playoff game at home? Okay. Well, good luck. Talk out your calendars. Do some math. And uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Hail the Redskins. All right, we're back. Thanks, Tom, and thanks to whoever won this week's Tom's Trivia. <laughs> Great we'll find job. out when we listen to the podcast. Nice. Excellent job. Excellent job. <laughs> blah, 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 in blah, blah, blah. I'm going to guess that it was Dave in Michigan. He's pretty... Uh, I don't know, man. Pretty. You never know. We've had a, you know more and more folks coming out of the woodwork I'm, I'm answering these to, trivia questions. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess on a, uh, a, a re-emergence of Danny. Getting this one correct, Danny. Where is Danny? We haven't Not seen Danny, Danny. in like two years. Danny, are you no still Danny. out there? Are you still listening? We don't know what happened to him. He Girls. grew up, is what happened to him. Yeah, he, he 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 grew up at and at age fourteen, he said, "I do not appreciate the sophomore humor and crude language and timber falling." <laughs> and, and I like and you know he's also in high school and like chasing tail and stuff. So he said, "I don't I don't appreciate all the hate." All the hate. Uh, we're, 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 we're backing off the hate since you brought that up. Because, yeah, we were having a little bit of hate. A little bit of angst towards uh, football. Because here we are yet again in the offseason. Way I too early. Dude, I don't hate anyone. 
I thought no you hated Miles Austin. No, I said yeah. he's my most hated cowboy. Oh, well, you that don't means hate you him. hate. That doesn't mean I hate him. I just strongly dislike him, and that's his most. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you? I think by uh, definition that means you hate him. Exactly. You need to say he's disliked. my most strongly disliked. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, wait, wait. I can say that, you know, pepperoni pizza is my most disliked or hated pizza, but that could mean, like, I like every different. kind of pizza. Different. And out One of all of them com- that I like. It's different, dude. One's favorite. a commandment. Thou shalt not hate. That's a commandment? I don't know. <laughs> Thou shalt not. Thou One's shalt thou not shalt hate. not strongly dislike. Here's one. Thou Your shalt dad not. Is so thou shalt in you right now. Here's one, dude. Thou shalt not make up know. commandments. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh well, we hope right on. for the three of you still listening. You're uh, enjoying Harry Hog Football episode number one ninety nine. This is episode one ninety nine of the original Redskins fans podcast. We number one. We were first. We're, we're, we're winding down the one hundreds here. Obviously, at the end of the time, we have very little to talk about a week into the uh, postseason. Um, you know, after the Redskins sort of uh, pooped the bed the again this season, so. they sucked. Absolutely. They're terrible. Worse, even though even though it was a better record by one game, it was worse than the Richie Pettibone year. I mean, it is 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 the worst since like before we were born. That's right. Let me um, spread some more hate, man. Let me spread it around. I'm spreading it around with the right hand. I'm waxing on, waxing off. So anyway, looking to a, on a positive note, um, we're very very close to having new website up, and it we may hope, be up by the next episode. Hope to have it up for episode 200. Uh, Solid. Do a nice Which little transition into that. And uh, look forward to a, uh, a more streamlined site over there. Sweet. Can, can, is there anything that you want to uh, disclose about the site, like lean forward, like a little teaser here that we, 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 can, we can throw a bone out on this to the, uh, to the fans, see. to the listeners, to the nation? No, we're just trying to clean the house a little bit. Um, see it when you see clean it. out some of the some of the gack. We're trying to clean up, cl- trying to clean up John's John. Oh, dude, the got a long way to go. <laughs> Aaron's little some area. Some of the junk. <laughs> yeah, the idea is we're going to clean out the website uh, and sort of streamline it, and then we're also going to uh, we're going to beef up uh, immediately. Turn to beefing up Redskins books so that folks can uh, join in on the social aspect. They can the socialize. Idea. They can meet Let's us in Canton. What's that? They can meet us in Canton. Right. If Russ Graham gets in. Yes, sir. Anyway, I think we should wrap this up since we don't really have anything else Redskins related to talk about. If you guys do, send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhugfootball.com. Or check will, out redskinsbook.com and go on there and make your comments known or... Go to the little chat box on our website, or I will throw this little teaser out. There will be a nice uh, mobile component. Ooh, sweet! Oh yeah, like an iPhone app type thing. I didn't say that. I did not oh. say that. You, you completely made that up, Aaron. Yeah, but it sounded good. Uh, all right. A and mobile component. There's gonna be a mobile and, component. And now, are you saying a mobile component for legal reasons? 
No, he oh, means that room. if you go to the website from your mobile phone, regardless of brand, it will be automatically formatted for that device. So it's not like looking at a regular website. It like cuts out all the extra stuff. And yeah. Right, Josh? Formats it to your size screen and stuff. Yeah, something like that. So, so that's going to be pretty cool. Sweet. Big changes are afoot here at AerialFootball.com. That Things that's that all me I have and John can't that. even begin to understand are happening on the site. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, we're going to have something Wait, called Dig on there, and huh? me and John don't even know what that was. I, I, I knew what it was after you explained ago. it for a bit, but, yeah, I was just like, what is Dig? Because I thought the same thing. I'm thinking all 80s style. I'm like, like Dig Doug? Like the video game? <laughs> like the video game? Which, yeah, and that. you said that, and I was thinking the same thing. We're gonna have that down in the corner, the whole dig dug game. Yeah, we're not really. Don't don't don't. don't Little yeah, diggity don't, duggity. Don't get excited. It, anyway, we're oh, rambling on cool, here. Um, yeah. If you hear any Redskins news this week, feel free to write us, uh, send us an email at redskinsfan@harryhogfootball.com. Right. And um, and if you, you decide you want to call in, yeah, if you want to call into one of our hog lines that we previously had, more power to you. You won't end up being able. to Mm-hmm. And All right. I think hey, that pretty much Big episode <laughs> number 200 Look for some new Some newness On Harry Hawk Football Newness episode Look for some newness the off season. We're going to have some new content Not play the same old sound effects I vow it in the next 100 episodes <laughs> I vow it I vow it uh, Along problem? with some other Some other new things New things. New so things. stay tuned. So stay tuned. Well, all right. All right, all right dude. Out of here. We're out of here. Uh, take it easy and go to whoever's playing the Cowboys next week. It'll um, be the Vikings. Let's go Vikings. And I'll talk to you guys later. Hail right. the Redskins. And as Hail always, the Redskins. if you see a Cowboys fan and Miles Austin. Wait, wait, a red hot Cowboys fan. Red hot. A red hot, red hot Cowboys. Cowboys. You see a red Joke. hot Cowboys fan? Joker! Joker! Ah. <laughs>